Tandem Nomads, episode 183. If you have been struggling to find a sense of purpose and create your own career on the move, this must be exhausting after a few years living on the move and not being able to keep up with building your own source of revenue and fulfillment. This is your time to take action. And here is how you can turn the career curse into great opportunities. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship where you can find great inspiration and tips to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host, Emel Delegi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. Today's episode is a episode that is really close to my heart. It is so much related to the whole reason why one day I felt like I needed to start this podcast show called Tandem Nomads, which is all about the dual career challenges of expat partners. Before recording this episode, I was curious to go back and look at the statistics that are available, the few of them. (laughs) There's not a lot of statistics really available around expatriation, but some organizations have tried to measure some of the data around expatriation, and one of them is Fin Accord. And Finacord came up with this uh, report that shows that the global expatriate population has reached 62.2 million and is likely to rise to 87.5 million by 2021. Well, this report was done in 2018, where we did not necessarily know about all the impacts of the pandemic on expatriation, and we know that it has an impact. However, today, the population is at 66.2 million. And this shows how expatriation and accepting postings abroad can be such an attractive uh, opportunity for so many people because it allows to discover new cultures, to have a experience abroad that is really difficult to get. And when we do have this opportunity, we take it. And this is why a lot of expat partners are willing to give up their careers or a great job that they had to be able to support their partners on this adventure and hop on this opportunity to live this life. Most of the time, it is about trying this for a couple of years. But if you are an expat partner or an expat in general, you might know that one move often leads to another. So when we initially decide to give up our careers for just a bit and then go back to it, we realize that this starts becoming a vicious circle when one move leads to another and then giving up a career for a few years ends up starting a series of challenges to keep up with a career for expat spouses. And if you're an expat spouse and you've been trying to build your career on the move, you know what are all those challenges that can come with this um, opportunity that at the beginning is very attractive. So I want to set up a little bit the picture here 
But my goal in this episode is to help you deal with what I call the expat spouse career curse and see all the ways that you can face this challenge and turn it into opportunities. And if you've been listening to Tandem Nomads podcast show, you do know that for me, starting a portable business is the solution to turning dual career challenges into great opportunities. But you might not feel like you're ready yet. So before I go into this episode, I want to invite you to actually download the one minute test I prepared for you, where you can evaluate if you feel like this is the right time for you to take the leap. So go to tandemnomads.com slash 183 and download that one minute test. I should maybe give you a little bit of a backup story in case you don't already know about me and this podcast show and how it started. I am an expat partner myself and my career has been everything for me ever. And I have been very lucky to be able to start my business right away because I knew that it would be very difficult to keep up with a career on the move. So I started this podcast to be able to help other expert partners find a solution to their dual career challenges by starting their own business. But before getting to that point, there's so many hurdles that come with the journey of starting a business. At the beginning, it sounds a great opportunity, like I said, and it is an amazing opportunity. And I don't personally regret a bit having hopped on this journey. But after discussing with so many expat partners and working with so many of them, I want to paint a little bit of the picture that leads to these challenges that so many expat spouses are experiencing around the world when they give up their careers. Our world is in fact not designed for people like us. First of all, just in terms of visas and administration, it is so difficult to be able to work in a other country when we are, for example, on a spousal visa. Also, diplomas equivalences and uh, job equivalences are not necessarily the same from a career from a country to another. We tend to think that also having international experience brings some extra value into the resume, but a lot of expat spouses, and if you're one, you might have already realized it, that it's not necessarily true that because you've spent time abroad that um, employers are really interested in that fact. What employers want is somebody who fits to their profile. So it it becomes very difficult to find a job, especially when we move every couple of years, because employers are not necessarily confident to employ somebody who might leave in a couple of years. And this creates a continuous challenge from a move to another. And as I said, one move often leads to another. So when we think that we're hopping on a journey for a couple of years and pausing our, pausing our career for a couple of years, which gives also the opportunity to take care of the family and experience something else and then come back to the career, reali- realize that it's really difficult to get back to that career and start back where we left it off. And one year after the other, so many expert spouses have been telling me after a couple of years, one move after the other comes the day where this career curse 
starts becoming very heavy to carry because something is missing, that sense of purpose, but also financial security, uh, the sense of identity, confidence. There's so many consequences that can come after giving up a career for so long and trying to keep up with it from a move to another. What I love about most of expert partners I met is their resourcefulness, their creativity. What happens is that often, and I'm sure if you're an expert partner, you might have experienced that, that you might have explored volunteering, uh, taking some uh, underpaid job, but it was keeping you busy, or you might have just decided to take extra trainings or a new diploma and explore new ventures. However, this is not sustainable in the long term. It does not bring you that re continuous revenue and that sense of security, but also that sense of strong identity and connection to that career that you always imagined to have for yourself. So this is a big challenge, and this is why I call it the career, the expat spouse career curse, is because not only that move from another continuously makes your career always comes second after the partner, but also it really affects the resume. It makes it more and more difficult to find an appropriate job as the resume is full of holes and inconsistencies. And this is really a big problem that can even lead to so much tension in the relationship and resentment towards the partner. When it's not dealt with properly, it can really have devastating consequences. And to be honest with you, this is one of the main reasons why I was called to start Tandem Nomads, to talk about this and about this issue that can really affect families for the long term. So this is not just a small problem. This can really lead to a huge challenge. So my call today for you is to really understand that it's okay if you feel this way, because this is something that you're not the only one feeling that way, but also that there are solutions to this problem. And sometimes it requires thinking a little bit outside the box. My big call to you today is it is important to stop at this point thinking about how far you could have come but now start figuring out what you can do now to turn this challenge into an opportunity and turn this career curse around so that you can from now on start building the foundations that will allow you to build your own source of fulfillment and revenue on the long term. So how do we do that? How can you turn that around? And I want to talk first of this whole concept that I talked about, this whole phase of the journey where you might have tried so many things to be able to keep up with your career or to simply stay busy while moving from a country to another and fill out your time with something meaningful. So I do believe that there is a time to explore an adventure, but there is also a time to get started. So my first call for you, if you are in that position, is to pause a minute and think about your journey. 
have you been strategically exploring what you can do with this journey? And also, how do you have the feeling that you've been spending many years now doing a lot of different things, but it's not leading necessary to where you really want to be? If you've been doing this for a long time, it is now time for you to think about what you can strategically start building up right now to move forward. As I said, I really think that there's no harm in trying out new things in life. And I do believe that it is a great opportunity to move abroad, to start discovering new talents, new hobbies, new expertises, and doing things that are so different from what you could have done in the past if you never moved. So this is the great benefit of living on the move and a great gift. However, this can quickly become a very vicious circle if you do not have a direction, if you do not have a long-term plan, and it can very quickly turn into a sour experience if you at the end end up stuck in trying out constantly different things while moving from a country to another, starting something new again and again and starting from scratch until the point this turns into a huge identity crisis and dissatisfaction. This is why I'm really called here and I hope if you are in that position that today this episode will help you to think about, okay, what can you do right now? So while you have been exploring a lot of different things, it's time to start having a plan. Which leads me to my second point. Before you start looking at building a plan and thinking about it, I want you to look at your level of confidence. And I know that so many expat spouses have been really hit in their confidence. And that lack of confidence often leads to making less decisions and being constantly living in doubt and insecurities, which leads to making less decisions and being less outspoken about your feelings and how this lack of sense of purpose is affecting you and your well-being. So I really invite you to realize that you have been achieving a lot during this journey. And it, it is important to build up your confidence so that you can take the leap and take stronger decisions, but also have those sometimes difficult conversations with a partner so that you can build your own source of fulfillment and your career on the move. And for that comes my third point so that you can turn the career curse into opportunities, which is maybe the most important one, is to start making yourself a priority. What happens is that a lot of expat partners put their own needs last. And this is something that needs to change for you to be able to turn your career challenges into opportunities. Even if you know that maybe you're not bringing the revenue for the family and that it is okay for you to take care of everything else in the household and take care of everything in the home, you can see how this can affect not only your well-being, but also the whole family in the long term if you don't put your needs as well as a priority. And while you do that, one of the other big call to action that I have for you is to think about the long term. 
Maybe the first years are great times to explore, but at some point you need to think about what are your wishes? What are what is your vision for yourself for the long term? Because one move leads to another and but that's your life. Often we say it's just going to be 2 or 3 years or up to 6 years, but 2 or 3 years of your life are important. And if you move from a country to another, a couple years added to others, one day, like a lot of expat partners have told me, they wake up and say, where did my life go? And this is why you cannot make decisions move by move, but you need to make a decision of this lifestyle, start building a plan for the long term, no matter where you move. And for that, I have three big directions for you to start with so that you can make yourself a priority and start building your plan. The first one is to involve your partner. Involve your partner by, first of all, expressing how you feel about the situation, but also making sure that they understand that you are going through this huge need of building something for yourself. The expert partners who have not managed to, to include their partner in this find it so difficult to be able to build a serious career because their needs always end up last because one move after the other, you always have as a priority to take care of the family, to take care of the schooling, take care of the moves. And by the time you leave, it's already too late for you to start building your career. So it's really important that you have that conversation with your partner first so that your partner understand why it is important. If you feel that your partner doesn't understand, then it is really important to get the help you need to communicate that. And first of all, try it on your own, trying to have that conversation. And it's important to not come from a place of resentment. It's it's important to make this a constructive conversation. And I highly recommend you to make some research on some nonviolent communication methods that can help you express how you feel and what do you actually clearly ask from your partner to do for example and we'll talk about that in a second about your support system but if you need them to support you along the way in different ways you need to be able to be clear about how and I'm going to share with you now just a very quick tip of how you can have that conversation with your partner based on a conversation that really inspired me with um, Alex Garneau, who's the founder of uh, Expat Communication. I will put the interview with her on the show notes of this episode. But I remember going to a conference where she was speaking and she was sharing something that she used to do on a regular basis and probably still does with her partner which is this monthly date where they regroup and have a serious eye-to-eye -eye conversation about how they feel about things. In fact, expat life is really stressful. And what happens is that often there's very little time available to have these serious and deep conversations. So it starts first from making it a regular conversation. This is not a one-time conversation to have. This needs to be a regular conversation. So she talked about this thing that she does every month meeting for a dead night going to a restaurant it has to be outside of the home they get a babysitter and they go outside the home and have a, a regular conversation and there is a framework to this conversation that they follow and it's based on three things the first one is thank you the second is i'm sorry and the third one i would love your help with 
And each of the partner will express what they're grateful for, where, where they are sorry or would like to do things better. But also third is what they would like help with from the other partner. And I found this such a really wonderful habit to take so that when there's nothing serious to talk about, it's a light conversation. But then when there is a serious conversation to have, then the habit is always already there to have a nonviolent com- communication around it. As I said, this journey can really lead to resentment and you don't want to build that um, tension in the relationship that avoid those conversations that need to happen for you to be able to build that career that you want on the move. So first, as I said, involve the partner and have that conversation. And I also have a great resource for you that I highly recommend you is a book from uh, Jennifer Patrick Guerrieri that is called Couples That Work. So I will put in the show notes of this episode, I will put the link to her interview and her book that is super interesting. And I'm sure that will be very helpful. She has been studying over 100 couples around the world who have been having dual career issues. And she has some great tips there. So really start there. I think this is really important. You will find it on tandemnomads.com slash 183. So I said the first thing is to involve your partner. The second thing is to make sure that you build your own support system. And that starts with a partner, but also by really making sure that you are really aware that you will not be to able to create any career or start anywhere getting any results if you do not put yourself as a priority and start understanding that it is okay to have help even if you're not working yet and even if you're not having any revenue yet. The typical issue why I'm mentioning this is, for example, when it comes to hiring a nanny and we realize that Sometimes hiring a nanny is actually more expensive than working because the salary at the end, the salary is equivalent to the what we pay for a nanny. This is a typical example where I think that it's about thinking about the long term instead of just the short term. So you need to really ask for help from your partner, but also be willing to accept that you need help because that is one thing that I know that sense of guilt of getting help is something that is really stopping a lot of expert partners from moving forward in their journey and being able to achieve all the things they want to achieve uh, with their career and building their own source of fulfillment. Another example that I've experienced and I know many expert partners have experienced, even those who have a business, is to realize that it's not because you are at home or you work from home that your career comes second. And that is a big shift that needs to happen. For example, I had this challenge when we had needed a plumber to come or we had constructions at home systematically because I was at home I was the one who had to interrupt my work or cancel my virtual meetings to be able to to open the door and take care of the workers or the plumber or things like that and things started to shift when I started having that conversation with my partner and then we decided that it's not because I work from home then I am automatically the one who has to cancel my appointments to be able to be to open the door and take care of 
things like a plumber who comes at home. This is just an example. But that shift has made such a big difference. And I was so grateful and I had to make sure to not feel guilty that my partner, my husband, Michael, would cancel his appointments or make sure to organize his calendar to also come at home. If I had a meeting, even if I was at home, that he comes at home to take care of certain things like these. That's a huge shift that needs to happen in your mindset to first of all, you not feel guilty, but then that your partner also is on board to help you build your support system. And the third thing here, when we talk about the support system is to accept to invest in yourself. That is another big roadblock that stops a lot of expat partners. Because you're not making money, you might feel like you're not worth investing in, for example, a nanny, any help you need, but also in the professional development you need and that probably a coach or any type of expertise, psychologist or anything that can help you feel better and also be able to make better decisions and more strategic decisions in your journey so that you can take your career where you want it to be. You will never be able to build the career you want to be, you want for yourself if you're not able to involve your partner in this, build your support system and invest in the help you need. It is so critical to have that big mindset shift. And the last point about turning that career curse into opportunities is for all those of you who have been doing this for such a long time. And the kids, for example, if you have kids, might be grown up right now. And you're wondering, is it too late? Is it too late to now get started? And I want you to understand that it's never, never too late. It is really important that that you don't let that stop you. And I have clients, for example, who are in their mid-50s and who are just starting their careers. I have a great example of Rashmi, who I've been interviewing on the podcast show. I will also link her interview on tinynomads.com slash 183, where she shares her tips as a nutritionist. So she has built a career as a nutritionist, but she is now starting this business while her husband is retiring. And for her, she's like, this is a new start for me. But everything she has done along the way before was strategically done in a way for her to be able to start her business as soon as her husband retires. And she's saying, this is our backup plan. This is our retirement plan. My business as is, is as important in, in our family's financial plan as my husband's job. So I really want you to understand that it's not because you've been looking for your way for so many years that it's too late for you. This is so important. And there's now my final mindset shift that it I think is really, really important to understand is that whole sense of identity that comes when we start our careers. I don't know about you, but when I started studying and I knew what I wanted to do since the age of 14 and I've always imagined myself as this corporate woman working in a successful advertising agency and growing up the ladder and becoming really famous in the company and growing up and becoming manager this was the image I've always built for myself and it was such 
so ingrained in my identity that when I had to give up my job, my whole identity was ripped off. And it was very difficult for me to imagine myself doing something else than that. And for you to be able to build a career on the move, I think it's really important to understand that reinvention is not about giving up who you are and starting from scratch. And that resistance of giving up that image of who we thought we would be one day is what's stopping a lot of expat partners from starting a new venture because you think that you're starting from scratch and abandoning what you were before. For example, let's say you are a lawyer and you always wanted to be a lawyer or you're a doctor and always wanted to be a doctor. Obviously, these are two very difficult jobs to keep on the move. What I want you to understand is that you're not giving up your identity, your expertise and what you've built. You are not giving up who you are. You are just giving up the packaging of how you expressed that skill and that passion, but not the content of it. In the expat world, and if you've read a lot of blogs about dual career challenges of expat spouses, you would often hear about the term of reinvention. I do not think that you need to reinvent yourself. What I do think is that you need to create your own job instead of waiting for somebody to give you a job. But that doesn't mean that you're starting from scratch. It just means that you need to know how to transform your skills, your expertise, and your areas of passion and interest into a portable business that allows you to live on the move and create your own source of revenue and fulfillment on the move. That is the biggest mindset shift that I think is really difficult to make when we have been attached to a certain identity for such a long time. So I hope that you can start imagining yourself building this career and creating your own job so that you can continue to fulfill all those great interests of yours, even if it looks on the surface a bit different through a portable business. And I want to share with you these many cases that happened to me with some clients that for me fill me with joy is when a client calls me while there are it happened to me like a couple of times where I get a call of a client that is in the middle of the transition, moving from a country to another and telling me, oh my God, this feels so good. This is the first time that I don't have to ask myself what I'm going to do with myself now. So although the transition is difficult, even if you have a portable business, don't get me wrong, it's difficult to transition from a country to another, especially if you have a family, have to figure out the schools, the homes, and everything goes with the move. But there's one thing that you won't need to do when you create your own job is to actually figure out what to do next to the next location. So I highly recommend you to consider this if you've been resistant to start your own job, to think about it and to realize that you're not starting from scratch when you do that. You can build a business that is aligned with who you are and your interests. And again, if you're interested to evaluate, if you feel like you're ready for this, make sure to take the one minute test on the show notes of this episode where you can take a self-evaluation on that. So go to tandemnomads.com slash 183. And one big 
message about creating your own portable business on the move as a solution to turning that career curse into opportunities is that not only a portable business will allow you to create your own revenue, your own source of fulfillment, but also personal growth. It is also going to fix one of the major issues that expat spouses have, which is that career CV or resume that is full of disruptions and holes that make, makes a lot of expat spouses after a few years unemployable in higher levels. And when you have your portable business, you will finally have a very stable and sustainable position on your resume that you've been keeping doing on a sustainable base. And that something is that I've seen many occasions seeing expert partners building their portable businesses. And then once they come back home, they want to go back to their careers and that actually position as an entrepreneur makes them so much more valuable and employable than if you've been volunteering for so many different positions and taking so many different underpaid jobs. So there's a huge value on the market of having your own business. And I've seen so many cases of expert spouses being hired because they've built their businesses on the move. And not forgetting that it's not just about the resume, but it's also about the expertise you built when you build a portable business. You will grow tremendously. Building a business, and I strongly believe that entrepreneurship is a school of life, but also an amazing way to grow as a person and a professional. You will require so many skills to develop that will be so valuable in case you do want to go back to your career but hopefully you will start enjoying it and not feel the need to do so but I do see it as well as an advantage in case you still want to get back to a job in a company at some point when you know that you won't be traveling anymore. So you can see here that there are many ways for you to really turn their career curse but that takes from you at some point to make that decision, to make it a priority, but also to be very aware about how you are leading that journey so that you do not become a victim of this situation, but rather actually turn that situation into an opportunity doing things that you might have never been able to do if you stayed back home and continued your career as you planned initially. So the final point here for me is that one of the biggest things that's missing for a lot of expat spouses is that sense of stability and continuous growth to have one thing that you keep working on instead of starting from scratch every time. Starting your own portable business and making sure to make it portable, by the way, uh, and that's something that we cover at large in the podcast show, how you make that business portable, is actually what will provide you that sense of stability and continuity that is is missing for so many expat spouses on the move. 
So I hope that this episode will help you start thinking about your journey and what you can do. I would love to hear what is the first thing you would do based on what we discussed today. And make sure to reach out to me on connect at tandemnomads.com or you can share with me your feedback. And don't forget to take that test that will give you some insight on figuring out if this is the right time for you to start a business, even if you don't have a business idea yet. Go to tandemnomads.com slash 183. Thank you so much for taking the time to listening to this episode. And I can't wait to hear your feedback as well as meeting you in the next episode. Stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.